Hello guys, I think I'm just about getting the hang of recording into the group and I thought I would come in and do like the Q&A, so questions that you guys have asked during your check-ins, as well as coming in with the topic of like how are you going to stay on track because I don't know if you've noticed but it's getting very dark and it is getting that little bit colder. And this definitely, I think there is just something internally within us as kind of, I don't know if we, I don't think we were ever hibernating creatures, but that want to suddenly nourish our bodies a little bit differently for us to perhaps feel like we want to shorten our days, get on the sofa that little bit um, sooner, get into our pajamas, kind of look for those kind of comforting things. Uh, it's definitely creeping in. I think in summer you feel like you want to be out, you want to be about, you want to be active, you want to fill your body with like salad and light foods. And the opposite is true when it gets to winter, you kind of want those home comfort foods. You want foods that feel like they're warming, that they are going to be filling and kind of giving you that inside hug. And it can be really tricky if you've kind of set yourself up with this lovely routine and you feel like you're in your flow and then suddenly the alarm clock goes off and previously you were just jumping out of bed and getting your workout done and now your body's not getting that notification that it's time to wake up because there is no sunshine if you live in the UK um, at the time you guys are probably having to get up and out of bed and particularly if you use that little window in the morning before the rest of your family wake up or before you have to kind of get ready for work I'm guessing that is definitely dark. I know for me now, it's really dark at 6am and everything about my body is not naturally waking up at that time yet. And with the anticipation of the clocks falling back, obviously you do get an extra hour in bed, but it does mean that it's going to be even darker, doesn't it? So obviously we get a little bit lighter day-wise. Um, so yeah, just being really mindful of that. And this happens every year. And I did talk to you guys a little bit last week about this idea of kind of preparing for failure or preparing for what you're gonna do when times get tough. And I wanted to come in with like my top tips because I've been thinking about what you can do to help you stay in action, even though it's cold and even though maybe there is a little bit more internal resistance for you staying in the, the kind loving actions that hopefully you've been learning to embed. So the first thing I want to do is actually just talk about the fact that it is no bad thing to be seeking out a bit of discomfort. And actually, you know, it is uncomfortable to get up when it's dark. It is uncomfortable to work out. It is sometimes there is more sort of resistance for making those harder choices about maybe nutrition to make sure that you are looking after your future self and to actually acknowledge that those things are hard but to lean into it and if you haven't listened to the dopamine podcast I did I found the research around kind of how you your body is always wanting you to be in this kind of state of um, homeostasis so it's wanting things to level off and as creatures of comfort, we are continually seeking pleasure. But actually, my challenge to you is to be the type of creature that actually looks for things that are going to push you outside of your comfort zone. So rather than thinking about, oh, you know, how can I make this day as comfortable as possible? 
I want you to actually think about how you can insert things that are uncomfortable into your day. And that might be getting up when it's dark. That might be like really kind of pushing your body in some workouts so you are feeling that little bit of discomfort. Because what happens when you kind of push on that equation of discomfort is your brain wants to bring you back to kind of your level. So if you are always sort of seeking pleasure, your brain still wants you to be level. So it will kind of counterbalance you. Um, so you'll seek out the comfort and the pleasure. So maybe that instant gratification of just turning on Netflix and going and getting some comforting snacks and sitting on the sofa, you're going to have um, the opposite negative effect. So your brain's going to kind of dampen down that pleasure that you get. So you'll probably then need to seek something else to try and chase that, that pleasure back to the, the high level it was at before. And that can obviously lead into a cycle of, you know, there never being enough snacks because you can't quite get that like high that you got when you first kind of enjoyed that, like slumping down into the sofa and I don't know, eating something comforting and delicious, which again, just leads to that sort of cycle. The same can be true for alcohol. So you, you know, you seek out that pleasure, you have that first glass of wine, but your brain um, obviously notices that you've got that like, little dopamine high, it wants to bring you back to level. So it kind of gives you a bit of a depressant, wants to bring you back down again. You're like, oh, actually I feel a bit low. So you get another glass of wine to kind of try and boost yourself back up to that kind of fake elevation that you got from the booze. So it's really interesting to know that. And that knowledge is power because what you can then do is reverse engineer it. So if you are somebody who then embraces going outside in the dark to get your steps in um, with a headlight maybe or meeting a friend for that really early morning run or just getting out of bed and doing that hard workout your brain is going to notice that you've done something really hard wants to bring you back into kind of comfort into your kind of homeostatic place that it wants you to be into your balance so it's going to give you some of those um, happy hormones to kind of again counterbalance so my my quest for you guys is actually to seek out the discomfort stop looking for things that are going to bring you joy and actually look for the things that are going to push you out of your comfort zone and I think we can all relate to that when we think about, I don't know, a weekend, nobody really wants to go out and maybe, you know, you, the kids want to stay on the sofa and they, you know, but instead you drag everybody out of the comfortable warm house and you go for like a bit of exercise, you go for that wood walk. You obviously have to go through the moans and the complaining because nobody wants to go, etc. But when you get back, everything is so much sweeter and, you know, the sofa feels more comfortable. Soon we can put the fires on again, maybe. Um, you know, sitting down and watching telly feels like more of a joy because you've pushed into that discomfort first. So reframe it. I want you to look at your days, your weekends, and rather than think about how much pleasure can you insert, actually want you to put in the uncomfortable things, the cold shower, the dip in the sea, the hard workout, getting up when the alarm clock goes off straight away. Um, so yeah, I want you to lean into that discomfort. So that's my first challenge. Acknowledge it's there. Acknowledge that, yes, it is super hard. Um, but I also want you to remember, so I suppose point one, lean into the discomfort. Point two, know that the average person, they are not working out like you probably are. If you're in this community, I'm guessing you are striving to, you know, work out, use resistance three times a week. 
you are striving to get in protein and vegetables into every single meal. You are looking to move around 10,000 steps every day. You know, that is not the average person. So the average person in the UK is not doing those kind, health-seeking behaviours. So already knowing that you are not the average person and you don't want to be, you don't want to be running into um, all those metabolic diseases that can happen later on in life. You don't want to, you know, you want to be future-proofing your body. You want to be looking after yourself. You want to be loving yourself super hard so you can continue enjoying life all of your life and live in a body that enables you to do the things that you want to do, hopefully kind of pain-free. And so you're not even really noticing that you're doing these things because again, your body's not going to be so achy. It's going to be much more energized, et cetera, et cetera. And I have been reading a really interesting book and it's all about, I don't just listen to podcasts. Sometimes I read books too, but it's actually all about longevity and in this book, he actually talks about getting research participants and getting them to put on like weighted jackets and then to put on things that restrict their movement, to put on kind of goggles that sort of take away a little bit of their vision and um, oh, to put in earplugs to just kind of sense what it might be like to live in an older body. So your body, but an older version of your body. So again, looking at, you know, reducing your mobility, making you feel heavier, maybe in the body that you're trying to move around, changing sort of how you visually see the world and how you're um, hearing things. Because we do find it really, really difficult to think about our future selves. And that's why that experiment I thought was so interesting because reading this book there are so many variables that we can control and if you're wanting to kind of switch on your longevity genes there's so much around the fact that pushing your body into kind of discomfort or like feeling like there's a lack of certain things can actually switch on your longevity genes so not staying comfortable actually exercising outside of your comfort zone seeking um seeking cold water or seeking experiences that are again displeasurable actually sends a signal to your brain that yeah you need to switch on your longevity genes because, you know, uh, your body is struggling. And I thought all of that was really super interesting. But then thinking about it, like your body, you are going to be in your body as an older person. And the reason you're inserting these health seeking behaviors is so you don't feel like you are in a body suit that is making your body feel heavy and sluggish with reduced mobility. You don't want to be that person. So really knowing that the average person is going to be living in an older body that probably feels like that because they haven't been exercising regularly. They haven't been taking care of their nourishment. They haven't been inserting all of these self-loving behaviors. So just reminding yourself of that, the fact that you're here, that you're working with me, even if things have slid a little bit, you, you know the habits, you, you know the fundamental principles of taking yourself back to that place where you were thriving before. And a little side note, if you are struggling and you're part of my community, you just reach out and you let me know that you're struggling and I can help you get back on track like instantly. So do not worry. We all have times where things can be turned up and things can be turned down, etc. So do not worry about that at all. So I think that's point 
uh, too. So just know that you are not the average person and you don't want to be the average person. Um, so lean into that discomfort. Know you're not the average person. My third top tip is for you to get up the moment the alarm clock goes off. So we do um, have more stress hormone in our body the moment we wake up. So there's more cortisol. You have a cortisol peak when the alarm clock goes off. So I don't want you hitting the snooze. You are not getting any more meaningful rest for your body or your brain by kind of slumbering in the mornings. So even if this feels like you could never be the type of person who just gets up as soon as the alarm clock goes off, I just want you to write yourself a new identity. And then I want you to show up as that person for a week and just notice the difference that it has on your day. So I want you to get up as soon as the alarm clock goes off. Uh, I know in the group there was a bit of a chat about alarm clocks and I do have like a Lumi alarm clock. I'll send you guys the link. And it is really nice because 10 minutes before you are going to be woken up by the sound of water or rain or whatever you choose, an actual light comes on because it is really difficult with your circadian rhythms. Normally in summertime, we get that natural light coming through the curtains that gives our body the signal that it's time to get up. In winter in the UK, we are not getting that signaling. So actually investing an alarm clock like that, particularly if you notice that it's difficult for you to get up, um, do get that light onto your face. And then I think you all know if you've been listening to the podcast about the research about setting up yourself for really good deep restful sleep starts the minute you wake up so getting straight up out of bed getting yourself into natural daylight as soon as you possibly can so making sure you're getting those steps making sure you're getting some exposure of sunshine into your eyeballs as soon as humanly possible onto your skin is really really um, helpful and now that we are covering up our bodies with more clothing, because it is getting that little bit colder, making sure that you're obviously taking some vitamin D, because it's almost impossible, I think, living where we live to get enough vitamin D in the winter. Um, so definitely doing that as well. The next little top tip I have is I want you to visualize, if you are someone who is currently just massively stuck I want you just to use that idea of visualizing yourself in the scenario of waking up early in the morning and being somebody who exercises. I want you to think about how it looks. I want you to think about how it feels. I want you to think about how it's going to feel afterwards. And if you've got any history of when you used to do it, of when you used to be the type of person that did get their workouts in really early, I want you to remember that and I want you to think about the emotions you felt after the workout because I as you know doing this like work obviously I freaking love fitness I love working out but actually I've got to say I have struggled so much since the change in um like daylight in the mornings and I do do it and the reason I do it is because I've got this knowledge bank and I remember how good it feels all day long when I've got my workout done early on in the day. And I know with my setup, with my life, as soon as other people's uh, demands come in, I will not be able to prioritize myself anymore. So I know for me, it's 6am, I'm up, I'm doing it. And I really try to, and this is, I suppose it's almost like another tip, just minimize 
what you are committing to doing. So don't kind of get up and think, oh my God, I'm getting up. I have to do a workout. Initially, just have the goal that you get up the second the alarm clock goes off and then have a commitment to putting on your gym clothes and then maybe have a commitment to doing like the first five minutes of a workout or put on a mobility and just start moving your body and listening to how it's feeling and deciding whether you are going to be tagging on a workout. Um, for example, I think it was yesterday, I've decided to have a performance goal around running. I did not feel like running. I could think about of like 3000 things that I should be doing rather than going for a run. So I made a bargain with myself to run for two kilometers as quickly as I could. And I knew that that would literally, well, it wouldn't take very long at all. So again, I want you to start minimizing tasks. And it might have been that I just did do the two kilometers. I actually ended up doing the five because once I was out and I got going, it wasn't so bad. And I actually quite enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed the buzz of it afterwards. So make a little deal with yourself. You know, I am going to just do the first five minutes of a workout. or I'm just going to do like a bit of movement, a bit of mobility, or I'm just going to do my press ups. And then I'm going to see how I feel. So really think about firstly that kind of visualizing. If you do just have a mental block, visualize how would it look? How would it feel to do this action that you want to do? How would it feel afterwards? And really focusing on that kind of rewards type system. You know, if you've got the app, you can tick off your habits. You can get that nice rewarding little buzz being the person who got their protein, for being the person who got their steps in or did their morning routine. Because again, the research around habit change really supports you having a reward system um, that isn't derailing. So don't be like, oh, I'm going to do my workout and then, you know, sit down and have a breakfast that's hugely out of line with the goal I've chosen. So make sure, again, I know for you guys working with me, I never want you to relate what you're putting in your mouth with how you're moving your body. Like the two things are completely separate. And if they're not separate for you yet, you really need to work on that because that could also be massively holding you back. But yeah, definitely visualizing um, and yeah, definitely using reward systems wherever you can and minimizing the task so that's my next tip. Um, I've got another one. I've got another few. I'm not going to lie to you. So the next one is about creating some accountability. And when I'm doing check-ins with so many of you, my biggest, biggest tip is always get visible. If you're not showing up in the main Facebook group or um, on the app or to your check-ins with me and you do um, have that membership option to have one-to-one check-ins with me still, get visible. Even if you haven't been visible for ages, I don't mind. I actually, you know, obviously I love it. This is what I am on this planet to do. So get visible. Tell me if you're struggling. If you don't um, subscribe for one-to-one check-ins, maybe add them on for a bit. Maybe you need a little bit of somebody in your space checking in with you, checking that your actions are aligning with your goals, that you're not just stuck in this frustration loop. Maybe you need a buddy. I have been linking guys up in the group and the buddy system just works phenomenally well. I know you guys are then setting up like smaller WhatsApp groups. You don't have to all be doing the same workout, 
but it's just knowing that you've said to somebody that you're going to do something and there is research to back it up and it's it's about that you're a billion times more likely to do something if you say you're going to do it and if you link up with somebody else so maybe you tell someone you're going to do a 6am workout that does make you a billion times more likely to do it. So find yourself a buddy. You don't have a buddy yet. You want one, let me know. Or if you want to add on like some one-to-one check-ins with me, obviously let me know because I'm a great buddy. I will definitely make sure that you are showing up to what you say you're going to be doing. Um, okay, last tip is set yourself up for success. If your alarm goes off at 6 a.m., and your weights are, I don't know, for me, like often they're like out in the garage. Um, and if you are waking up in a dark room, you don't want to disturb your partner and your gym kit is tucked away in a drawer and it hasn't been put out for you. And, you know, I don't know, whatever, your phone's not charged or, you know, whatever you need to perform your workout isn't ready. You are not as likely to succeed in doing your workout. So I want you to think about setting yourself up for success. So that might look like putting your lycra outside of the bedroom. It might look like um, setting up your weights in front of the TV. It might look like getting your head torch out or your trainers and putting them by the door. You kind of almost need to stumble over your stuff to ensure that you're going to do the action that you just, the yesterday, the you of yesterday kind of said, yes, the you of today is going to do this. You know, the boss made a plan and you just need to implement it. Almost a bit like a, a robot. Don't think about it because your brain wants to protect you. It wants to keep you in comfort and you are actually selecting to do the hard thing. You're selecting to push yourself into discomfort and just trust that the person of yesterday had really good intentions for the year of today and just perform it. You know, how many times if you think back in your history, you like, oh, I really wished I hadn't worked out and I had put it off or I really wished I hadn't prepped breakfast or, you know, it's very rare that that happens unless you've made a really disgusting breakfast that you then had to eat. But it's very, very rare. The you of yesterday loves the you of today and probably planned quite nicely. So definitely setting yourself up for success. And similarly, when I started chatting, I said about this idea that you know, there is a change in what your body is going to be wanting to be nourished um, with during the winter months. So lean into that, like have a little listen in. What does your body want? Like, is it wanting something warm, something kind of stodgier, something really um, soothing, maybe some kind of chili, some spice and ginger. So have a think about the, the flavors, the textures, the kind of mouthfeel of the types of food that you want to be feeding your body and then using your nutrition knowledge that hopefully has um, been more embedded if you've been here a little while. Think about how that might look if you're using something like the plate method. So maybe the vegetables are now in a soup. So maybe you've got your starchy veg and that's things like your sweet potato and that's forming like a base of your soup. It can be a bit trickier when you're starting to lean more to those kind of warm, comforting foods, maybe to find your protein source. So I would still say have the top tip of choosing your protein first. So if it's soup, it might be, I don't know if I'm alone in this, but I actually quite like 
like poaching an egg in the broth of soup. And that can be really delicious if you've got like an Asian broth soup going on, that can be very nice. Or it might be that you put in some chicken or that you put in um, some peas if you're making like a ham and pea soup. So still find your protein source, check the quantity. It might be that you're making like a Mexican beanie soup, which is fantastic because I would say that would go brilliantly with maybe like a little bit of chorizo fried up or like a poached egg in it or um, using some tofu um, croutons, which tofu croutons are literally chopping up some tofu, smoked tofu is really delicious on soups, like coating it in something that you think will complement the flavors of your soup and then roasting it. So also a top tip for making your croutons extra crispy would be to coat them in a bit of corn flour, um, you know, use some spices, get imaginative. Think about the type of soup you're making and then think about the type of tofu crouton that would go really nicely with that. And then you can still think about like having a side salad on top of having your soup. Or it might be that you have an open smoked salmon sandwich with your soup. So you're still thinking, have I got my veggies? Have I got my protein? Have I got a bit of starchy carb? Not like excessive amounts, because particularly if you're someone who's feeling like a bit more sloth-like in the winter months, if you're thinking about those really kind of energy dense foods or those kind of like carbohydrate rich foods, they are beautiful foods. But if you are becoming quite sloth like and you're not using up loads and loads of energy, it's maybe not going to serve your body to be going really heavy on those starchy carbs. You want them. They're important. They're delicious. But as it still thinking in that plate method style, so quarter protein, quarter complex carb, loads of non-starchy vegetables, a bit of healthy fat, and then always the shizzle. So on soups, it can be delicious to have a dollop of Greek yogurt if it's like a Mexican, Mexican beanie soup. It can be really nice to toast up some seeds to maybe have a little crumble of feta. Um, thinking about like uh, some fresh herbs or making like a little, her, like blitzing up some fresh herbs with some olive oil and maybe some chili and garlic. And again, just drizzling that across your soup. How can you elevate your meals? Because what your body is actually saying when it's craving these comfort foods is, I'm feeling like I need an internal hug. So create that internal hug. And for each and every one of us, depending on our taste preferences and our diet preferences, you know, it's going to look really different to what feels satisfying and delicious and like it's serving you. Because we definitely in winter, maybe more in the summer, do probably look for that kind of emotional satisfaction with our food. So not only is it that physiological, like, is this going to fill me up? But you're also kind of wanting to just feel like you're you're being held and you're kind of being nourished and uh, maybe even physically warmed up. So yeah, soups are fantastic. They're really nice for that like high volume feeling as well, but just feeling like just that bit fuller and satisfied, but lots of fiber, lots of protein. You guys know it. And then I will breathe and come on to my very last little bit. I'm gonna pop this on the podcast as well as obviously streaming live into the group. And um, I always ask the, um, at check-in times if there's anything else you guys want me to talk about. And it comes up quite a lot. And I think when I podcasted with Anna, we really talked a lot about letting go of perfectionist mindset. And I think if you do resonate with being someone who's either all in or not in at all, 
you will probably know that you are a bit of a perfectionist and you might have these very rigid rules around food or how you need to be exercising. And as soon as like they go even slightly askew, you find that you're kind of all off and, you know, you're doing nothing. So you're either doing a 45 minute workout or you're on the sofa watching Netflix. There's nothing in between because in your head, you have to do things perfectly or you may as well not bother at all or the type of person who feels that they have to eat in such a way that the minute they have something that doesn't really line up with the goal they've chosen, again, they may as well just give up for that day and start again on Monday. And if that sounds at all familiar, it's just firstly calling it out in yourself and then starting to identify as a recovering perfectionist because perfectionism will not be serving you. And if you have been seeking lifestyle change or wanting more healthy behaviors for yourself or to feel different in the body you live in, but you do think you're a bit of a perfectionist, actually calling yourself out on it and realizing that having these rigid rules or this all or nothing thinking or this kind of good, bad, on track, off track style thoughts or narratives in your brain are probably the number one reason why you are always seeking something that's maybe even more extreme to kind of hang your hat on because nothing that is kind of in the gray area works for you because you need to have this kind of prescriptive thing set out for you and if that is you you need to start doing the inside work that I like to talk about a lot and really start recovering from your perfectionist mindset and start actioning imperfect action because that is absolutely phenomenally key and probably the biggest piece of advice I can give you. So when you notice next that you can't go out and get your 10,000 steps and you've only got 3,000 steps, be okay with going out for a quick walk around the block because that's still up to your step count by maybe a thousand for that day or you don't have time for your 45 minute workout be okay with doing 10 minutes or dropping to the floor and still doing 10 press-ups. So you actually have to start practicing imperfect action to be the person who isn't always perfect, but always looks for an opportunity to nudge in the right direction. Um, so that is my challenge for you as well. So in a nutshell, hopefully you now have some top tips for staying motivated and staying on track during winter. I want you to lean into that discomfort. I want you to know that you are not the average person if you're in this community and actually let that motivate you. I want you to think about waking up and getting up when the alarm clock goes off. I want you to use that ability to kind of visualize what it's going to look like when you do still work out when it's winter and how it's going to feel. I want you to think about whether you need a buddy or some accountability to help get you voting for that type of person that you want to be. I want you to set yourself up for success, use your environment, whether that's setting up your environment for food and nutrition, or whether it's setting yourself up for working out. I want you to have a think about your environment and how can you prime it for the behavior that you want to carry out. And um, lastly, my challenge is, can you really think about performing something really imperfectly it might feel uncomfortable but I want you to do it anyway and very very lastly if you're in my community I have a new member space this member space unlike the other one that I tried to launch is 
really easy to log into um, and create an account. And once you're in, you are going to see that there are things that are going to help you. Particularly the module I have around emotional eating is laid out really nicely in there. So it's got worksheets as such with journaling prompts for you to work through at your own leisure, as well as linking you into the podcast to listen to, to help you think about um, your relationship with food, the things that are keeping you stuck, the narratives that you have, the beliefs that you have. And so I hope it's helpful. My idea for the member space is for it to grow. So if there's things that you think, oh, this has been great, but I really wish there was a bit more of this whole program has been designed for you. It's, I think it's been going for, I don't know, someone will have to tell me who's been here from the beginning, maybe four years of being online with the challenges. So again, all the content I create is for you guys. It's inspired by you guys. So if you're stuck with something, you just need to reach out and tell me. And I can maybe create a whole new area on the member site. So that's all for me. The only other last little bits of housekeeping are Sunday morning, we go live on Zoom at 9.30. And very excitingly, I'm podcasting next week with Debbie Edwards. And we have a live with Debbie. I'm trying to think when it is. And now I'm going to really quickly try and find it whilst on the podcast we will be going live with her on Tuesday the 25th but I'm podcasting with her next Friday next Friday next Thursday I do believe so have a little listen it's going to be about deep love and Debbie is a phenomenal human and we are really really lucky that she's coming in to inspire us and talk to us and it's all about thinking about change because I know for lots of you guys, you really want to love yourself a bit more, but you also want to change yourself. And sometimes that can feel like there's a bit of cognitive dissonance because it's like, hmm, I know that I should just really love myself, but I'm also really dissatisfied. And I want to change this, 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 and this about myself. And it's how to bring the, the two into better balance. And it's how to make sure that the change that you seek is being fueled by love, and Debbie is going to hopefully have some amazing tips. She works with entrepreneurial business women, busy women, women who, um, you know, yeah, they have got a lot going on in their lives. And I think it's going to be golden. So do you make sure you're tuning in? I'm going to Facebook stream it into our little private group and I will be recording it if you can't come in live. But any questions or any topics you want Debbie to specifically address, things that really, really keep you stuck, let me know. And um, this is for you guys. So whatever you want, just tell me. All right, guys, I'll see you soon. Bye.